Welcome, my name is Autumn. I'm here today with my twin sister, Lorraine. Together we are breathing Him and very aware of the need for soul tending. My soul needs tending and I see that other souls need tending too. I am realizing how I have wrongly tried to attend to so many souls. I have caretaked and shepherded beyond what is even humanly possible and I've made a lot of messes to be honest and also looking to be tended wrongly sometimes looking for tending in places other than in the Lord Jesus Christ first and yep. it has caused me a lot of pain in autumns in my relationship and partnership the relationship with friends yeah I have done a lot of giving and not been able to receive love well myself because I have been wrongly tending a lot of different things in the pastor. Big example is my closest and dearest sheep, my husband and my twin, and then some of you that are listening, other friends. How easy it is to begin to look at what people think they're offering or promising or think they should be offering or promising looking at what I think I have to offer. Before I know it, I am operating in a kind of currency other than the supernatural currency of the good shepherd who has provision and food beyond what this physical realm can provide. The Bible uses a lot of sheep allegories. Looking back to Psalm 23, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Right before that, it's talking about the green pastures and the still waters. And that's a both and. We come to the table and it is in the valley of the shadow of death. We are satisfied. Our heads are anointed with oil and we are in the presence of our enemies. Mm -hmm. Interesting in that passage, when you look at it in its whole, it doesn't separate it out. You realize that when you do look at the fact that it says, you set a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, making it pretty clear that the valley of the shadow of death with the enemies is something that is a present reality despite feelings, despite appearances. And indeed here on earth, I would say we are in the valley of the shadow of death because we have not yet died. And so we get to come to that table that the good shepherd has set. He invites us to the table with our fellow sheep, we are being fed by him. And then through the lens of the Lord Jesus Christ, him first, we are able to feed one another, looking at even how Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Yeah. We are called to feed one another as we are fed by the good shepherd, not to caretake or tend to what is not ours to take care of. Isn't that interesting language too? How on earth are we supposed to be feeding each other? It's pretty interesting. And I think about how many things I think I'm doing that are feeding. There's a real intimacy to the language of love and feeding that Jesus uses in scripture. And to learn to be fed from Jesus with that childlike faith and trust that he speaks of, where he says, unless you become like children, come to me. I am the bread of life, the living water. I am the good shepherd that lays down the life for the sheep. (laughs) I'm thinking about how You know, when you grow up, we're supposed to grow up, right? We're supposed to become adults. And often I think we let go of the play, the delight, the safety, the comfort, the deep nourishment. I don't know if you remember a time in your life where you just felt deeply loved and satisfied and nourished. To receive that deep soul care, that is what we are designed for through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Autumn and I are becoming increasingly passionate, like we said, because we're learning to receive that from one another, yeah. from some of you guys, to enter into the joys and the sorrows, to actually feed and be fed. 
Yeah. It's interesting, too, as we consider the imagery and the language that is used in Hebrews, where it is said already you should be eating meat, but you're still on milk. And we think about the reality of what we are able to digest spiritually. What is actually nourishing? The concept of Jesus feeding us appropriately. Lorraine and I have thrown around the language of overfed and undernourished. How many of us in a culture where knowledge is king in so many ways are overfed spiritually, but undernourished? I think sometimes it's more comfortable even to be overfed. We feel like we are accomplishing something if we are listening to a sermon or taking notes or reading a book or doing a practice. We had one of our other fellowship disciples on here last week, Carrie Levang, and we talked about practice. And the practice of being fed, yet not just accumulating knowledge, the practice of looking to the Good Shepherd for the appropriate food, the when, where, and how, that is the thing that we need the Holy Spirit for. Amen. How many of us are guilty, and I would venture to say it's all of us, of gulping down our food at the wrong time in the wrong way, whether it is ice cream or a sermon or going without, going so long, we get so hungry. Sometimes I feel like spiritually, I pile up a Costco cart. Who can I read? Who can I watch? What can I do? And I am piled up with practices or good ideas or good thoughts. The discipline of coming to the shepherd for a steady diet, a steady nourishing diet, breathing in the spirit, receiving the living water and the bread of life, the fresh manna from our shepherd for our souls, like putting on the oxygen mask in the plane first, so that then we can actually have a hope for offering real nourishment, real care for the sheep around us. We go back again to the scripture where it talks about our lives being hidden with Christ and God, talks about, come to me, you who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Be yoked with me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Talks about abiding in the vine. Talks about waiting upon the Lord, meditating. And even those things in and of themselves can become a practice void of the Spirit. But as we actually come and ask and receive, that is where we can receive and be fed through Jesus first and then through one another. And it takes a lot of diligence. Mm -hmm. And we're learning. Yes, growing in trust. I've got some images in my head. The one is of a family of pets that respect each other and all know that they will be fed. So they, you know, they eat out of their dog dishes kindly versus a pack of stray animals that wolf down their food and fight and snarl. The imagery of our soul shepherd at the table wanting to feed all of us sheep that he's prepared. He's prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. How many of us are either saying, oh, no, thank you. I don't need that. Piling up food on other people's plates. Our shepherd knows what we need and he knows how we are to pass and share. But it takes the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't know where you're at with your ability to receive friendship or love where you're at with your feelings of safety and comfort. I don't know where you're looking to be fed. I only have my own personal experience. And I think I've mentioned before, I love Psalm 107. It talks about feeling desperate and dissatisfied and hungry. And I've got a history of all sorts of coping mechanisms. I'm not going to go into all that right now. But I just wonder 
how you are being fed and where your rest is right now. So I don't know where you are on the sheep spectrum, where you need to give and receive, but I wonder if you can look and ask God where there's more for you. The reality that we have a shepherd of our souls that cares equally for every soul at the table. It's not that one soul gets the scraps and the other soul is so busy having to care for all the other souls. On a personal level, as a woman, I have so often felt like I pour out for others. I care for others. Who is taking care of me? It has been a pretty life-changing reality in these recent years to read my Bible and realize that the Good Shepherd came to save this soul. He really cares about me. He wants to nurture me and comfort me and tend to me. He wants to show me what to eat and how to move. He created me and adores me, and that is not theoretical. It is very, very, very personal. I think it can be really easy to kind of compartmentalize and almost look to serve, but not recognize that we equally need to be served. And Autumn and I are big on mutual ministry because we are all equal at the foot of the cross. And I feel like sometimes in our Christian theology, it can be easy to look at the Great Commission, to go and make disciples, to preach the gospel, and forget that we are actually in community at the table first. Amen. Jesus talks about having a fold. And we believers are in that fold. Sometimes I wonder how much we Christians, we try to save, we try to help, we try to fix. And while we are inside, we allow ourselves to be distracted and robbed because yes, we are in this world, in the valley of the shadow of death. So we've got enemies that are allowed to assault and attack here on earth, even though we are believers. How much of us are spending our time distracted by the thief and robber tending to other sheep, and not actually resting in the still waters, the green pastures, the soul restoration that the Lord, for his name's sake, is offering us. If we take literally the Bible, where it commands us to walk by the Spirit, it says we will have streams of living water flowing out of us. If we take that literally, we can be assured that anything that is distracting us from the Lord Jesus Christ is a scheme of the evil one. That's not to be ostriches. That's not to minimize pain and suffering. But what it is to say is we can stand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and allow him to minister to us so that then we can minister to one another and to have that peace that passes all understanding as we set our minds on things above. It sounds rote and simplified, but it is actually the truth. Yeah, Jesus says... I came that you would have abundant life. He says, there are the thief and the robber that comes in to destroy. He says this very plainly. So while it may seem simple, it's important. He also teaches us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. Deliver us from evil. Lead us not to temptation. How many of us are spending far more time indulging the thief and the robber? than living in childlike faith and trust in the context of the abundant life of a truly good shepherd that indeed came to tend our souls and give us abundant life. So our challenge to you today is to submit again to the good shepherd. Autumn and I got into some weedy pasture when we were setting up to do this podcast, and it's an opportunity again to come back and say, 
Lord Jesus, you tend Autumn's soul. You tend my soul. We're going to continue to know that your will for us is to walk in unity. We have the mind of Christ. And so what is preventing you from walking in that unity and receiving the gifts from the Good Shepherd with your fellow sheep today? Whatever those might be, we have the opportunity again and again to confess, walk in the light, and invite the Good Shepherd into those places. We know that he wants to tend to our fears, our anxieties, to our pride, to our perceived failures. He wants to be invited into all of it. And then he shows us how to follow close on his heels and be effective for the gospel. I want to point out, too, that only through the Holy Spirit do we actually know what it is to be fed or to feed. Just look at Jesus. He gave spiritual food and he multiplied loaves and fishes. He is in this present realm with us, concerned about our present realm status here in the valley of the shadow of death. And he is even more concerned about our spiritual realm status that is secure with him. It's a both and. The Holy Spirit makes being nourished and nourishing others, being fed and feeding possible. It's possible, and he does more than we can ask or imagine. So I challenge you, get before your good shepherd today. Receive the food that he has in new and fresh ways. And pray for Autumn and me as we are praying for you, that we would know how to continue to come and surrender and receive. Yes, we do not want to settle for what the world says is possible. We want what our shepherd wants for us. Abundant nourishment for our entire souls as whole creatures that have a good shepherd who is providing salvation today and